SMQBs, this is episode 135. I got a number for you. Zero. That's the number of games Pope said that the Rangers were going to win in the postseason <laughs> last week. And it's actually zero. The number of games the Rangers have lost in the postseason so far. Pope, I was Dallas, slightly, slightly off. Yeah, slightly. What's your number this week? One. What do you think that is for? The number of playoff games the Cowboys will win this year if they even get in. No, it's uh, the it one is, game that Rangers need to win. To yes, move there you on. Go. There you go, Rooster. One game uh, oh, separates the Rangers from an ALCS for the first time in 12 years. All right. So, Shock. Rooster and Richmond, what do you got? What's your number? I also have zero being. The number of interceptions thrown by C.J. Stroud through five games of amazing. his rookie year—it's amazing. So, so the people out there who saying Ohio State can't produce NFL quarterbacks need to shut the hotel up. Hey, that's four less than Dak. That's that's uh, yeah, that's three less than he threw in one game. <laughs> Milk, what's your number? Uh, I'm going with ten. Anyone ten. know what that is? That guy between right nine and eleven. Oh. Brock Purdy, your new man. Brock, ten wins in a row, ten regular seasons in a row after last night. It yeah. is un unprecedented what he's doing as a quarterback. The number of wins he's rolling off. Right. I it's, mean, it, nobody else in the NFL can come close to what he's doing. It's it's no. amazing. We can almost talk about him in the same breath as Jalen Hurts. His passer rating <laughs> is the. I was going to say Tom Brady. He's the, his passer rating through 10 games is the best of, by any quarterback since 1950. Oh, he's just amazing to watch, guys. So let's get, let's, let's get into the NFL and talk about that. You know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, why he can process and this and that and everything. And certainly, I mean, I think that's obviously he's got a skill set. But you know what else nobody's talking about? This guy played a lot of college football. He was a four-year starter in in what was the Big Ten? Is he Big Ten? Iowa State? Iowa State. Yeah. Iowa State. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... No, Big 12. Big 12. Big 12. Big 12, right. For right, Iowa right. State. But anyway, I mean, a four-year starter, that's, that's a lot of football. That's a lot of snaps. That's a lot of decisions and different looks and, and things. And, and, you know, I mean, don't tell me that doesn't doesn't help he was a three-time all big 12 quarterback held 32 school records well how did this how did the scouts and gms get this so wrong well you know that's that's what fellow podcaster bill simmons was talking about was you know when you when you want to come up with a reason not to like a guy you know you say well he's too small oh he, he doesn't you know he doesn't have the the arm strength what like you can convince yourself out of something a lot a lot more easily than you can you know convince yourself to take a risk on somebody well it seems to me that the elite teams these days have avoided the group think like that and made some picks like think about um the eagles how the hell 
did the Eagles wind up with Jalen Carter, who's about to be defensive rookie of the year? Because the group think had him, you know, all of a sudden he's got some problems. He's a, he's problematic. He doesn't practice hard enough, blah, blah, blah. Did you forget about his career at Georgia? I mean, yeah. the, the guys, the guy's a monster and he, and he goes to the Eagles. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and you have to give credit to Howie for being a hell of a GM. Well, they, the problem they is, took is that every for every Jalen Carter, there is the nightmare first round pick who doesn't pan out and it can affect. You mean like Evan entire... Neal? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like Jameis Winston. I mean, yeah, it, it can Russell. really it can negatively affect your franchise. But you're right; people get freaked out. Hey, am I gonna, you know, if there's any sort of problem, do we not take this guy to avoid? totally screwing our franchise well and 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 you know look at the risk of i mean we're, we're we're lawyers here and and so we you know people read a lot of stuff about decision making and stuff like that i mean there's a lot out there about you know loss aversion and risk aversion and you know that's what it comes down to for these gms they've got it they've got a good gig there's only so many of them and they're just one screwed up first round pick away from losing that gig so you know if you've got any any uh any uh hair on the on the on the guy it's like oh i don't know if i want to roll the dice on jalen jalen carter and then well he gets in a drunk driving accident and can't play and everyone's gonna say well you should have seen that coming he just did that in georgia right, right. so yeah well you know. speaking of weird ownership slash gm decisions can somebody please explain to me why it makes sense that the Colts put Jonathan Taylor through this ordeal and then turned around and signed him for a $14 million a year extension? I mean, why didn't they just do this when he wanted it and have him ready for game one? I don't, I just don't understand their thinking. The best part was yesterday. Sorry, Dace, because I know you have Jonathan Taylor in fantasy. And you may lose because of because of that decision to start him. But Zach <laughs> Zach Moss has the career a career game yesterday. Like yeah, I mean, unbelievable game. And like they kind of were, I don't even know if they they were. You could have moved on. I mean, theoretically, they so should one, trade uh, one of them right away. Uh, you got you can't have both. You can't have both. Uh, uh, by the way, I. I will say that I did start him, and if I lose, that's not going to be why. Because if you look at my bench, there wasn't anybody on the bench who got a bunch of points that, that I left on there. So if I lose, it's because I lost. It's not there's Jonathan Taylor. There's very little risk of Zach Moss replacing Jonathan Taylor when Jonathan Taylor is healthy. He had one good game. Big. Uh, by deal. the way, I'm I'm not buying into Jonathan Taylor. Well, I'm on the record right now. Right. I don't, I don't, right. I don't think, I don't think he's next. I don't think he's first tier running back. Well, let me ask a question though. So the, the deal he got is that first tier running back stuff, or is that like, it's better so. than the deal Saquon got. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, it's better than the Josh Jacobs deal. I yeah. I don't I'm understand not it. him. It doesn't, but it doesn't make any, any sense. You alienated him. And then you gave him a good deal, a, a good contract. I mean, why? What? What happened? Ursay is Ursay. Ursay is will always have a special place in my heart because he was the first owner <laughs> right. to say, you know, right. Snyder might have to go at some point, 
But right. putting that aside, he's a little bit of a fucking nut job, isn't he? Oh, always has been. Yes. Yeah. But he did not need to come out and alienate his best player in the year they took a risk and drafted a a rookie quarterback who had 13 games under his belt or something like that in college. Yeah. I mean, that's just dumb. And, and somehow this guy is going to get rewarded for signing Taylor because now it looks like Richardson's going to be out four to six weeks Yep, and they're going to need to rely on him. And, you know, if, if Taylor waits one more week and they're trying to get a deal done, he could say, well, I think you really need me. You really need me now. Right. But somehow they get that deal done. And, and, uh, you know, I'm sure Gardner Minshew is going to appreciate having Jonathan Taylor in the backfield behind him. Right. Yep. Minshew gets another chance. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Milk's, Milk's guy. I love that guy. Put him in. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. But to answer your question, Rooster, so Jonathan Taylor's is the third highest running back right now. Uh, McCaffrey 16, Kamara 15. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 14, and then King Henry, 12-5, and Rub My Chubby, 12-2. So it worked. Interesting. Mm. Well, you know, look, sticking with um, the NFL, I got a question. When did the Jacksonville Jaguars relocate to London? Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. How do you – it's just – You're talking about the Tottenham Jaguars? They went yeah. to they went to London with a one and two record and came back with a three and two record. Come on, you Jags! Now, I, I mean, well, yeah. How does that happen? I mean, that's I get it. Like, you got to go over to that's that's hard. You fly across the pond. You got to, but it's like usually the two teams are dealing with it. Yeah, Jacksonville's been there two weeks. Are they coming there two weeks? They've been there two weeks. They're well rested. They're acclimated. Meanwhile, the Bills knock off the team we thought was the hottest team in football at the time, the Dolphins. And then we're saying, ah, the Bills are back. They're the Bills from what we expected for the last two years. And they go over to London and their their plan was we're going to wait until Wednesday to fly over there. Everybody's going to sleep on the plane. And that will be their that was, one night of good rest. That, that never works. Idiotic. Never works. They should have left no later than Tuesday. That's ridiculous. I, I know. And I try to sleep on on cross Atlantic flights, and I I sleep for ten minutes max. I just can't do it. Yeah. Well, they, did you hear the the? I can't remember who it was for the Jaguars. He was even saying like in the first game they played that it was miserable. Like. They won because they were. Who did they play? The Falcons. 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 Yeah, yeah. you know they're sh- shitty, but they he, they were like it was tough. We weren't acclimated. We felt like shit. And then this game, they felt amazing. It was like we were totally right. acclimated. And the Bills had to have been feeling the same way. They had to be like, well, fuck, I can't I even mean, function. You know, it's, it's a, a problem. It totally was not fair. It was not fair. You know, to you know something's up when when Miles Jack calls Bijan Robinson a bloody wanker. Like that, I'm not sure. That, <laughs> that, 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 right? <laughs> I mean, that's how long they've been there. For fuck's sake, they've like acclimated. To British you know, culture. they're they're asking for VAR review on a pass interference. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Listen, would you if you were on that team? Would you rather live in London or in Jacksonville? Oh yeah. Sorry, Milk. Yeah. Uh, don't <laughs> I don't live there. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I don't 
I don't understand, you know, the London game, the Germany game. I it I get it. I try I understand you're trying to expand the NFL, but I it, I, I it do is, think it's just a matter of time though before London gets a franchise. They could they turn out the fans. They turn out the how about whatever happened to the Mexico City game? Yeah, they, they still do that, right? Well, it was a preseason uh, game. It was with the Cowboys. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, but Mexico City game. elevation really screwed yeah. up. Yeah, but there it's ought to be a way to the, there ought to, to be a way to play. do the scheduling, right? Like where you you have a bye before the game, and it's like a Thursday night game, so you can get home and get rested. I mean, there, there you can't be a way. favor one team over the other like that. Right. That was both, crazy. Both teams should have a bye going into it. It should be a Thursday night game, so they can get home and have a full you know, week ahead of them. I don't know how that would work with the time change and bringing people into the stadium. It's just, this, this didn't make sense. The second game that's, that seemed a little unfair. Yeah, no, it totally showed the bills. The bills play that game in Jacksonville or in Buffalo. They win by two touchdowns. I don't think yeah. it's Jack. I mean, I know. Look, Etienne, Etienne ran all over him. He looked really good, but still. Yeah, unfortunately, I faced him in fantasy. Good Didn't hadn't, well. Hadn't Buffalo built beat Miami the week before? Forty yeah. to twenty. Yeah, forty yeah. by right. throwing up almost fifty on him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Like yeah. they just well, really regress. The Bills, you know, laid an egg against the Jets on in, right. Week one, so right, right, they're up and down. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why they're that's why they're in in the category that I have out there. Crazy ex girlfriend. That is such a dangerous category. <laughs> wow, well, just... we're gonna let you handle that one. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. They're, we're not. They're like the rabbit. They're in the rabbit boiling on the pot category. You never oh, know geez. what you're getting out of that one. Oh God! <laughs> wow. For, for all the for all our Female listeners out there, Bison has logged off. Yes. He is not here. Hope anymore. has left the conversation. Rooster is talking to himself at this point. <laughs> just, it's I'm just with Rooster. you, Rooster. I'm with you, I buddy. Mean, it's what, just what Rooster and Paul Miller on this podcast. You guys, point. That's it. <laughs> you guys have gone 20 minutes almost and haven't mentioned uh, the Cowboys. I'm, I'm who, the who? shocked. Why shocked. do we fucking? What's there to talk cares about? about the Cowboys? Right. Cares about the Cowboys. Are they relevant they anymore? Come on, like, that's what a Dallas thing to say. He's sitting there. He's waiting, like like waiting with bated breath for us to talk about how shitty his team is. Isn't that the most Cowboys thing ever? Yeah, like, right. Even when they fucking are mediocre, stuck right. and bring nothing right. to the conversation. Dallas, please, thinks they please be the pay lead attention of the show. to me. We're the Cowboys. We're the Cowboys. We're America's. Oh, we're America's team. shitty oh, team. We're America's team. We suck. <laughs> Come on. I, I, I'll say something. Like, I um look, you guys, I'm not in the NFC cool crowd or whatever you want to call yourselves, but <laughs> uh Dak Prescott looked that's the worst game I've ever seen him play, I think. Like, yeah, by far. I, I mean, it's just, I, I think yeah. there's somebody here who's been saying for a long time. That Dak is just another guy. I mean, I seriously, why? What's he the difference be less between than him another and, guy? Yeah, well, he sucks. Go at trade least, for Taylor Heineke right. immediately. It'll be at least at least Romo was good during the regular season. 
Then he choked in the playoffs. Dak chokes during the regular season. What was the final score of that game? What did it end up? Uh, 42 42 to 10. drives in a row with picks. Was it two or three? It should have been more because McCaffrey fumbled on the goal line. Yeah, yeah but that was after they forced a uh, fumble from Pollard. But I mean, just you know. some of those deep passes he threw that were picked. I mean, it was just what yeah. are you doing? All right. Well, well, let's get back. Let's get back a little bit on track though, because this is a good a good spot though. We're five weeks into the season, so where who are the elite teams? In the NFL, well, we have point. two undefeated five and O teams. You have to put them in the elite category, don't you? The Niners and the Eagles, of course. Uh, I, I, well, I, I, well, the Niners, the Niners, the Niners. <laughs> the Niners. <laughs> I don't know about the Eagles. Well, it might be year. too painful to. Uh, yeah. Five and O is five and O. I, yeah, I don't want. No, I think you're right. After me, I I think the Eagles have earned it just with a record alone. Yeah, no, I and think the, so. And then, oh, yeah. and then, I agree. Uh, so well, they're clearly the they're clearly in the elite category, and behind them, I would add the Chiefs. I, and then where so do you? So what do you? Where do you put the Dolphins after you know the Dolphins are the, the Dolphins are in my Sybil ca- category. One <laughs> one day they could be elite, the next day they can be ass, just like the Bills. Those are my two Sybil category teams. You never know what you're getting. Usually they're going to be elite, but then they're going to go shit the bed against the Jaguars or the Jets. You just don't know. Yeah. I think they're well, both they're both potentially elite. So who do we put in the fraud category then? I mean, I think the Chargers go to the fraud category, right? I, I'm going to put the Cowboys in there now. Yeah, the Cowboys yeah. are frauds. The Ravens the are frauds. Are- a little premature, but they're definitely heading towards fraud. But you can put the entire yet. NFC or AFC North, I think, in the fraud category. Yeah, but didn't well AFC North. No one thought any of them were going to be well. I, let me take that back. You're right. You're right. They all they all could have been good this year. Yeah, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cleveland, and and Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. They're well, all. Let's just see if did mediocre. Cincinnati did Cincinnati turn a corner or is it just the cards? Because Burrow finally looked good. Well, what yeah. about what about Seattle? Then you know we thought Seattle was going to be good, and meh, meh, they're meh. Yeah, yeah. There's a what, lot of I, meh teams. I've I've got the Lions. Oh, I know who's a fraud. The Lions Sniffing are a fraud. No, the Lions. Yeah. Are you predicting that? Because they certainly aren't so far. Well, I just don't. I mean. I guess it means, what do you mean by fraud? I mean, are the Lions winning the Super Bowl? No. No, no but they're not. They're not. Um, one team can win. I mean, they're not being pumped yeah. up as a, they're not like the Ravens who are pumped up as this great right. team Fine. and then let everybody Fine. down. We're the Lions are paying, the Lions are playing to, to their ability, which is pretty good. So that there's a, there's a missing tier then between elite and. Elite, right. Yeah. So, and and that you got to put the bucks, whatever that tier is. I think there's a, like the any game. given Sunday good category fine. where That's where that where you know you're going to get the Lions when they're hot and they're damn good, and the Ravens could be good any Sunday. Commanders can be good any Sunday, and then terrible. Well, you just never know. I don't think you can put them in that category. I'm no, I would, I've in, got them. them in I've the got, ass got category. They're in the meh yeah. category. You can't lose the, the Bears and be in anything but second. No, I think they're in the ass category, along with the Giants. The yeah. Giants, the Panthers, the Patriots, my God, the Broncos. Oh, the Patriots. The Bears. Can we talk about that? 72 to three in the last two games. 
I think Belichick's I think, gone I mean, after this year. I really do. Well, I, I think Pope, I hate to say it, is Mac Jones a bust? Yes. Yeah, totally. It's, he's no good. Yeah. But he's not a he's, bust. I mean, he, he had one good rookie season where everyone was like, God, we thought this guy was going to blow, and he's actually been okay. He's and, a, he, he's a good backup quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, he'll he his he's the next Gardner Minshew or nah. Fitz, Fitz Magic. Gardner Minshew is much better. Yeah, as much crap as Zach Wilson gets, you see flashes of real talent in that guy. You never see that in Mac Jones. Max Jones is a is a game manager at best. This podcast has gone off the off the rails when we start talking about the talent exhibited by Zach Wilson. He's got the talent. He just he just needs to put it together. He may never, he may never do it, but he's got the, he's got the, he makes all the throws when he's on. Well, he got yeah. rid of the headband thing. Did you see that? He yeah. Got, he got rid of his, his yeah. headband. So maybe, maybe he's grown up now. I just don't, I mean, who is challenging the chiefs in the AFC? Well, I mean, dolphins and ultimately I, bills. Right. I, I still think that's the bills, it though. I still think the bills will get get their shit together by the end. Yep. Uh, Dolphins, Bills, Chiefs. That's it. Yeah. And then look out for the Bengals. They could make a run late. Yeah. Yeah. They've certainly played well yesterday. Let me ask a question. Who's getting fired? I mean, I I think Belichick's got to go, dude. Belichick's got to go. He won't think he's the first coach? He's not getting fired. Kraft would never fire him. That's not Not true. Kraft doesn't particularly like Belichick. They fought over the whole Tom Brady thing. They did. That's true. Kraft wanted to keep him. I don't think he's getting fired midseason. No, No. but at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, The Uh, the situation in Denver could be interesting. Mr. Big Big Balls criticizing other coaches and then he's one and four fired yeah one and four not getting fired no way what's he done to improve that team he's nothing it's his first year you can't fire him his first year that guy has so much history i tend to think rivera doesn't get fired mid-season because of the ownership situation i mean he's gone at the end of the year unless somehow they make a massive turnaround and run but they have to get rid of him there is a scenario you know how many winning seasons Ron Rivera's had since 2015? None. Zero. One. One. Is, he still Is that coaching? on the Panthers? Yeah. So there is a scenario where they can him and they elevate Biennemi to give Biennemi a, a, a real look-see over a, a significant amount of time. So look at – I'm not sure where our, our – um, bye week is but there's a there's a real possibility that Rivera's well, he's gone done well with Sam Howe I mean why not the enemy has I mean even yeah, the I say, then you look at the OC. I'm I'm saying at the yards. end of this year I wouldn't be surprised to see the Patriots uh the Raider the Chargers and the Raiders I think McDaniels the, the is commanders gone. the Cowboys and maybe the Bears and Arizona move on from their coaches. That's a yeah. lot of people. That's, yeah, I could see that. What about the Giants? The Giants are horrible. 
but I don't think it's the coach's fault. I think you still like the coach. Huh? I think that I think that if you put the four of us on the Giants offensive line right now, <laughs> it would be the same jailbreak that you see every Sunday with them. There we would we, we would within a matter of we, minutes. We'd be dead, sure, but I mean Daniel Jones has has no time to throw the ball. His confidence is clearly shaken because he's he's when he does have an open guy, he doesn't throw it to him. I mean, the, the, their offensive line is horrendous, and they've spent the last two years using a number one pick on a tackle. So I, you know, I I, I want to talk about the NFL just before we get into our blocks and everything. Like, you know, we had kind of a hard time coming up with elite teams and stuff. I mean, what's going on? It seems like it seems like there's some good teams and everyone else is trash. Like I sort of jokingly texted yesterday. When do the good games start? But, but look at these games from yesterday. This Tell week, me, next week. Yeah. Because look at these, look at the games that we just had. All right. So Buffalo Jacksonville was actually pretty intriguing. It was kind of fun that it was on at 9am, but the Saints Patriots, does anybody give a shit about either of those teams? No, no. Detroit, Carolina, yeah. I guess Detroit, Carolina is intriguing because of Detroit maybe being decent. But blah, Colts, Titans, eh. The the Eagles, Rams. All right, that that's a decent margin. Yeah, and it was a well played game. That was a good game. Yeah, the Jets and the Broncos. I mean, the 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 Hackett Bowl. I mean, that's the most interesting thing about that. <laughs> right. The, the Giants, Dolphins was okay, but the Dolphins are generally exciting right now. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Who cares? Atlanta, sure, well, that should have been a good game. Yeah, but it's not. Atlanta, Houston. Who cares? Cincinnati, Arizona. Meh. Yeah. Chiefs, Vikings. I guess was was good, and it was closer than I thought it might be. And then the Cowboys, Niners. But like, I mean, more than half of those games. Chicago, Washington, Thursday night. More than half of those games. They're just not interesting. Well, the the Cowboys, Niners. Yeah, everybody anticipated. Yeah, everyone anticipated that would be a year close, you know, yeah. game where both sides were stressed about you know one big play making all the difference. But the Niners were in control of that game from the outset. It was never right. really in Punch question. But at least it, at least it was interesting to watch. Like you wanted to watch that game. I mean, yeah. I the only well, who thing doesn't that like saved to see the Cowboys get humiliated. I, but the, I, the, yeah, right. But the only thing that saved me yesterday for the one o'clock games was the multi view on, on YouTube. Right. That because is pretty awesome. Really? None of them. I, I, I could have given a shit about fantastic. it. It's I mean, fantastic. I was plenty have you guys, happy to watch the formula one race what? before. Have y'all done, what? have y'all done the red zone al- along with three other games? Cause that's when it gets fun. Oh uh, no. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know, Nace. Is this different like than any other year? I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it's week five. I uh, mean, maybe there's there's every year like... it's the same thing. There's five teams, five to seven teams, closer to five that really realistically have a chance to win the Super Bowl, and that's it. And the rest are average to shitty. I guess and that's probably what we have here. I don't know. Maybe it's it just a bad. It'd be interesting week to, to look do. back the last couple of years and see if that if that premise is right milk because it seems to me like you've had early on at least some potential really good teams that fade late but i mean you know by now this year it's very clear you know who 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 is probably the yeah but i mean i look i'm 
I love the Bucks. You know that. But they're three and one. I don't believe in this team. Like eight and nine, I'm still at maybe seven and ten. I mean, and I think the Lions will expose us. It's even, like even they, we're not at, real. We're the, looking at next week. They those games suck. I don't know what you're talking about, Rooster. There, there's two good games. Uh, I know. You know what I was thinking of? They're, they're next this coming week is a great week for the locks because there are so many lopsided games. Yeah, I mean they're they're anyway. All right, who's got our our results? Survivor. Hey, but, but here's this bison. This is why I think part of the reason why you're you were so bored with last week. Here are the top three passing performances in the league this week: Jared Goff, Derek Carr, and Desmond Ritter. Wow, Can you believe that? Purdy yeah, didn't can, make it. Derek Carr. I can, I, I can believe it. Uh, I think this was published them, before the yeah before the Purdy late had, game. 300 plus one of yards them, and four One of them I was playing. One of them I cut. That's why I believe that all makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was Derek Carr. I mean, the Patriots must be fucking terrible. He threw for like 80 yards against the Bucs. He, he, he had a 114.7 passer rating with two touchdowns against the Patriots. Huh. There's just a all lot right. of give up right now in New England. Yeah. So, Rooster, I mean, do you have – we're missing House, who's getting yep. ready to, to do battle and trial. Um do, do well, you have the results of where I we do. stand? I do. Last week. Oh, um, that's good. Let's not talk about Let's not talk about Milk. That. Right, Milk's pick is still outstanding. He picked the Raiders, so we don't know how he did. Bison, that's unfortunately, nice. picked the Commanders. So he got the big L this week. What's that make your record, oh, Bison? I think one and oh. something. One and four? I think so. Uh, House and Pope went with the Bills, which was at the time thought to be a solid pick. They both both lost. Didn't take jet lag into. Don't you have identical records? What's your record? Three and two, I think. You think so? All right. Milk, what is your record? Do you know? Uh, I think I've lost. Maybe three and two. Well, you. No, not yet. I think you're three and one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think you're two and two. Because I got the Raiders. Two and two. And the rooster picked the lions and is four and one, baby. There you wow. go. All right. Hmm. All right. Well, what do we got from uh house who, who sent his in house is going with the lions at minus Son three and a half bitch. over some shitty team from Tampa. Wow. Uh, <laughs> bucks. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the Bucks. Wow. It might what be. It might be a, by the way, that's our throwback game. So make sure you watch that one. Oh, the cream sickle game. The cream sickle's coming out. Yes, baby. I can't wait to watch a shitty team throwback to when they were the shittiest team in the league. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it's, that that uniform only represents losing, by the way. So I don't know yeah. why. We're right. Losing. Yes. <laughs> right. All uh, right. Wow. Milk, milk, what do you got? Get your pick in. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm riding the the uh dolphins, guys. I I've seen enough. Like they might destroy the Panthers. Uh, I'll they're gonna have the, to. It's like, 13 and a half, right? I don't I, I don't care. I think they win that okay. game by 30. <laughs> it, it could be terrible. it could be another 70 point game. Yeah, uh, I'll take track I'll take the dolphins all day. Although I don't know if you saw it, Milk, but A Chain's got a knee injury. What what is what? Huh? Yeah, that's yeah. all right. 
That's right. They still have a good I gotta give, game. I got to give big game against Chubby coming up, and I've talked a lot of shit. Yeah, you have. We'll see. Yeah, interesting. Pope, who's your pick? I got to go uh, with the anybody who's playing the Patriots right now. So give me the Raiders. Giving oh three at home. Oh, that's how bad it's gotten there? That's terrible. What? Terrible pick or terrible point spread? Pick. Oh. <laughs> What's the line in that game? Three. Plus three to the Raiders playing the Pats. The well, the Pats are, are getting three. No, 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 no. The Raiders are giving three. Yeah, okay. Raiders oh, are giving right. three. But it's yeah. in Plus Vegas? Three. Okay, yeah. I like that pick. I like that pick. Thank you, Milk. Mm-hmm. Nice. Rooster's got three options. He's yeah, gonna, Rooster's uh, trying no, to... No, He's I'm going to let with, us know all three, by the I'm way. I'm going with the 49ers, minus four and a half over the Browns. Deshaun Watson is still not practicing, nursing his... Ooh. Shoulder, which apparently oh. hasn't been massaged in ages, and I now I can't lift his arm. Yeah, that's another pretty good. Oh, Nace, you've got Deshaun Watson, don't you? Uh, yeah, I made a move. Uh, all I right, really, I, I I like the Jets too. I mean, I'm that, sticking that, with it. <laughs> oh my god! Give me you're the commanders. The, you're throwing the no towel way. In. No way. Give me the commanders getting two and a half from the Falcons. Oh my God. Oh, in Atlanta? Love it. I'm sticking with them. Okay. Fuck. Loyalty, man. Loyalty. All right. Anything else on NFL? That's it. Nope. All right. Baseball. Um, what a wacky start to everything, right? I mean, what is happening? Crazy. Rangers right. have been gone for two weeks from home. Last time they played at home was Sunday before the final weekend, and they finished up a sweep of the Mariners, and then they went on the road and lost the division and barely made the playoffs by just one game. But since they uh, finished the regular season, they are 4-0, and and amazingly enough, they're coming home for the first time in two weeks with an opportunity tomorrow night to bring the brooms out and sweep the Orioles away and advance the ALCS for the first time since 2011. So people here are like, who are the Cowboys? We are all Rangers all the time. Well, first of what all, what happened we, to we, the Braves though? Well, we'll get there. I we mean, have to, ba- we have to back up though first though, because we haven't recorded since the wild card round. All were sweeps. All sweeps. Two oh two oh two oh. Two road, two home. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't remember that. that oh road. my god, that those two days of baseball were amazing. There was just baseball on from the minute I got out of court. There was baseball yeah. on until I went to bed. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> there were four, every day. I, I, yeah, there were four milk, games milk, each day. Wait, wait, milk. Did you want to give an update on that? You did have a. Team. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember the wild card. That was like so, a long time ago. You had the worst attendance since 1919, dude. Well, you don't get me started on that. What's the deal with that? You should build a new stadium. (laughs) In the same spot that the current one is in, shouldn't we? Because that makes a lot of fucking sense. People like going there so much. It's just... By the way, just... Does this... This just shows you 
This happens every year. I mean, it is it I don't care what your record is. The Rays were ter- were playing like shit going into the postseason. These teams that are strike fire in the playoffs and and at the end of the year, those are the teams you want to be around. It's like you kind of felt as a Rays fan, I I was like I'm a little worried about this cuz they're just not playing well. And well, the Rangers played like go. shit the last week. I mean, right, and the Orioles were hot. Yeah. Yeah. So the so the the two competing interests here, right, are like, you know, you go in hot or you go in cold. And then the other one is the teams that get the bye, like, is that unfair? Because they're sitting around waiting and you've got the O's down. The O's had a bye. They're down 2-0. Uh, the Braves lost the first game after having the bye. Uh, the Dodgers Right. They lost the first game after a bye. I mean, what it's it's a little strange. And the bye is supposed to benefit you. Right. It it seems like in baseball where these guys are used to playing 13 out of 14 days or something that the bye really screws them up. So Smoltz talked about that yesterday on the broadcast, the Rangers game. It was really, really interesting. And I knew we'd talk about it today. I mean, he says it's almost potentially an unfair advantage to the wild card team because they get to throw out their one and two pitcher. And if they sweep, then they get the appropriate rest. So then you're playing in the, in the NL, in the, in the division series with your one and two pitchers getting to start after already having one under their belt. And there's a momentum uh, that seems like, you know, I mean, look at Philly last year against the Braves. I mean, they might do the same thing this year. Uh, yeah. So Smoltz said, you know, two years is probably not a good enough uh, time to make a, a a change or anything, but he goes, it's something to watch. He goes, because you don't want to penalize the teams that had a hundred wins by, you know, having, throwing them out against a hot wildcard team all of a sudden. Right. Well, and right. you're right. It could happen. I mean, the Phillies are starting Zach Wheeler. Today. Zach Wheeler. I mean, he's, that's, he's money in the playoffs. He's ace. Yeah. I mean, I that's mean, a reason to against, make these seven game series. That's another about why why are the the ds series five instead of seven games i don't know i don't like that yeah i mean because like you know uh max freed starting night for the braves but he hadn't pitched in 16 days he went on the dl for a blister so i yeah. mean you know the the phillies could put a knockout punch tonight against the braves and the yeah. dodgers dodgers are in huge trouble kershaw got rocked they're like we talked about last Shocking. week they're pitching. bad in the playoffs. Worst right. game, yeah. worst postseason game he's ever pitched. And and their There's pitching is already depleted. <clears throat> They're throwing a uh, rookie Bobby Wheeler, uh, Bobby Miller out tonight, who's who's got great stuff. But I mean, it's his first playoff game, uh, and you know the Dodgers. They don't have they're they're not deep at all in their rotation now. You know they're playing the the D backs, but D backs are hot. They've won three in a row. Uh, who's to the, say the they Dodgers, don't win the, the Dodgers kind of own the D-backs starter, though, Zach Gallon. They they hit him every time they play him. Well, they so need to hit baseball, him tonight. So we've got the Braves-Phillies about to start uh, in a little while, and then 9 o'clock tonight is Arizona and the Dodgers. Um, you know, be interesting to see where those series end up um, going into, you know, after this. So uh, it's nice now that we've got baseball – being played every day again 
and uh, we're off. Anything else on on baseball? Well, we missed one series, Astros Twins. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Should the Astros be worried at all in, in giving up home field advantage um, going into Game Three? I mean, I, I don't. You know, with sure five game should. series, that's the the. It's not the Homer Dome anymore, but whatever the fuck the uh, the Minnesota home field is is going to be, they're going to be going nuts. Uh, Target Field, right? Come. Yeah, Target, Target field. field. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so, going to be it's going to be twelve degrees because it's outdoors. I'd love to see the right. Twins win that series. That'd oh be so my good. god! Oh yeah, how awesome too. would that be? I know, man. The I, twins I, and I couldn't believe it though. That that's the story of the year. I mean, if the, if the Diamondbacks take out the Dodgers, that's the story of the decade. Well, if the if the Orioles don't get through, the Twins are the next, you know, most uh, uh, um, fun team to root for. Sorry, yeah. Pope. But the Twins have won a World Series. The Rangers haven't. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, you're in love. Texas. Nobody loves Texas. Yeah. Texas. <laughs> just, just overall, right? Yeah, yeah, just in general. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it'll it's uh ah postseason best time of year. It's, it's just good to have two teams still uh still alive. I have to say though, it was it was bananas to put the game on the Houston game on and see Verlander on the mound again. I mean, it just seems like you know he's like fucking Santa Claus every December he starts showing up. It's 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 crazy, right? I mean, he's always well, there. You, you heard it here, so. If the Rangers make the playoff, make the uh, ALCS, there is a very good chance that one Max Scherzer will be coming off the DL and pitching, possibly against Berlin. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, because he's been throwing, throwing uh, bullpen and uh, and live game, and he's been doing really well so far. It's I, the the efficiency of the Rangers hitting is unbelievable right now. Never, I mean, these guys are just hitting out of their fucking minds. It, it's crazy. Evan Carter, the rookie who was started off the year in single A ball, is now you know potentially the MVP of the of the ALDS. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Let's, you know what's uh, let's... I could totally see the Phillies. I could see the Phillies going to the World Series again. It's it bother. It drives me nuts. Let's let's. I think there's a good chance it happens. Universe. Come on, guys. Come on, let's not ruin it. Let's not ruin it. I can't go through uh, it again. <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and get to some football. Um, Milk, what's going on in college football? It was a it was an interesting weekend. I think the the heavyweights uh, one and two sort of flexed their muscles against uh, well one of them uh, against a team that was. You know, had a lot of chatter behind them. Kentucky, so Georgia blew them out of the water. I Every think year. you saw Car- Carson Beck sort of come into his own through four touchdowns. Kentucky's not a bad team either, um, but they absolutely dominated them. I was a little hesitant about Georgia the last few weeks. C- kind of looked somewhat vulnerable. Um, they put that to bed pretty quickly. I mean, they played like the Georgia we thought we'd see all year hard defense back throwing the ball around they look like a complete team michigan looks phenomenal yeah. uh, their defense is i think they had at least two pick sixes in that game um uh, they put up 50 points their offense and defense is driving michigan minnesota is a bad team but 
I think Georgia and Michigan are sitting there saying, hey, we're going to be one and two all year. It'll obviously come down to to uh, to Michigan, Ohio State. But maybe Penn um, State. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. But they're, those two are separating. Um, I'll, I'll come back to Texas OU because Pope was there, and I want him to talk about it. But it, it the OU we haven't talked about all season. We'll be talking about him now. Uh, I got to give some props to Bama. That was a big win. We've been hard on Bama. Um, I I think they're starting. Look, Bama is a very good team. I don't think they're unbeatable like they were five years ago. Um, but that was a great win at a and I mean, that that was a uh, unbelievable environment if you watch that game. It always is. And they, they, is. they last time they were there, they lost, right? So yep. um I think their offense is starting to come around. I, I, they've got a quarterback now. Obviously, he had a great game. I thought, couple, you know, bad, bad plays here and there, but his ability to get the the deep ball downfield was very impressive to me. He completed a, a bunch of uh, long bombs. Um, you know, defense always plays well when they need to, but Bama looks like they're starting to get things rolling. My two. F- Fraud teams, Notre Dame is a fraud. They showed it once again, blown out basically by Louisville. They were never really even in that game. Um, They're done. Their season's over. And USC is my second fraud. Uh, I had a chance to watch that game. Yeah, they're like the fucking TCU of last year. They should have lost. Their defense is atrocious. Okay. I watched Arizona move that ball down the field with a backup quarterback like he looked amazing in that game. Now he looks pretty good in general, but they couldn't stop him. They couldn't stop Arizona for shit. Once you know, have to go to three overtimes to win that game. Um, I, they're just not. They're not doing it for me. I, I don't know if they'll survive the season. UCLA, all these other teams look pretty good. Um, it, you know, there's Oregon still and. Washington. The Pac-12 is just going to beat itself up. They're they're yeah. not going to have a potential playoff contender. They're just going to do it to themselves once again. Yeah, but the most exciting game of the of the day was Oklahoma Texas and Pope. You were there. I mean, talk us through it. What was that like? That ending was unbelievable. Yeah. And OU has been basically sort of forgotten this season. Do, do you guys uh, before you get there? Do you guys notice that? He's talked about almost every team in the top 10. He's talked about 11th ranked Alabama. He's talked about uh, UCLA. He was not even close to the top 10. And he just has failed to mention Florida State, ranked number three in the country. Talking about Florida State. You're not going to hear me talk about Florida State. Who did they played Virginia Tech? They kind of struggled a little bit. I don't buy into them either. I fuck Florida State. All right, let's pass that. Hope, keep going. <laughs> Tell Those us about the environment absence. in Dallas. Seriously, we have not talked about Oklahoma all year. No, we haven't. That's and- a solid football team. Dylan Gabriel is a gr- very good quarterback. He went to UCF, transferred to OU. You know, that was his coming out. Oh, man. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm not going to. The, the state fair, uh, the. Uh, environment for the Texas OU game where you have, you know, half the, it's just like Georgia, Florida outdoor cocktail party game. Yep. You got half the fans, you know, on, on the fifties all around the bowl. 
It's just old time college football. There's no, there's no sweets. There's no luxury boxes. You know, it's just everybody's sitting in the bleachers. It's in a bowl. It's loud as shit. Texas was so fucking cocky. Oh my God. Their fans. I mean, they thought this was the year. It yeah. still might be, but it's going to be a, a hard row for them now. They thought they were going to walk through Oklahoma last year. You remember they beat them 49 to nothing. And Venables yeah. was used that as uh, ammunition all week. Um, they, Oklahoma came out, they punched Texas in the mouth. You uh, were, you know, second play from scrimmage. You were doing an interception. Oh, you went down, scored a touchdown. And we were like, oh, this might be different. And the OU fans, I was sitting in the OU section uh, with my college roommate who's from Oklahoma. And, you know, we were high-fiving with the OU fans because they were having a good old time. Um, and then, you know, Texas flexed its muscle and came back and, you know, you really thought that they were dominating line of scrimmage. They were going to, they were going to pull away. They never pulled away. They had three turnovers. That was the biggest difference. Uh, you know, coaching Sarkeesian, you know, there was a couple questionable uh, calls that he made. Um, Ewers got, I don't know if he got exposed, but OU sacked him five times. So, you know, and against Alabama, they barely got to Ewers. So OU has got something going on as far as their defensive line. And it came down to, uh, you know, o Texas kicks the field goal. There's one minute, 22 seconds left. Every Texas fans are partying as if the game is over. And OU takes the ball and drives the entire length of the field. And with 15 seconds left, you guys saw it. I mean, they made that amazing pass to the corner of the end zone and, I mean, it was like an earthquake in the Cotton Bowl, at least on one half of the section. Uh, and the Texas fans were just stunned. Uh, I've got so many Texas fans who are in, like on Facebook and they're saying, oh, what a great day it was at the Cotton Bowl. It was beautiful weather. Great, you know, atmosphere. Didn't turn out like we had hoped, but, you know, go horns. I mean, I think they're back in that losing mentality, guys. And it's it's beautiful. Wait a minute. You're not a Texas fan? He would have been if they won that game. Come on, let's face it. If they had, come on, Nace. You know how this works. That's right. So, Pope, what I want to know is how far apart are the uh, is the Texas fan store from the Oklahoma store, and how many times <laughs> did you swap between the two of them and return, you know, return merch that you bought from one after the score changed? Well, you have to use State Fair coupons, and I was out, so didn't help. So you tell me how you to bought, interpret that. You bought a Texas hat and an OU hat, didn't you? I didn't buy anything except for too many beers. All right. Uh, I find that so hard to believe. All right. Anything else on college football? I, let me preview this coming week. Okay. Highly recommend. You know, I've been high on my boy, Michael Penix for mm. Washington. Massive showdown with Oregon, 3.30 Eastern Saturday. Oregon, Washington, Bo Nix, Michael Penix. This is the game of the year. I'm telling you, if you want game to watch a great year, the rest of the commentators are starting to catch up with you, Milk, and they're and they're maybe even I'm favoring him for the Heisman. It's two teams that nobody watches or gets a chance to watch because their games are on at 11 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, here you go. You got a chance to watch it prime time Eastern time. Put this 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 game on. I like Washington in that game. And Penix will continue his dominance and win the Heisman Trophy. Wow. 
All right. And we, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Miami's total fuck up, too. Uh, uh, oh, know, my that God. That could be saved for Punch of the Week. Let's, let's okay. hold. All right. Let's hold. Let's All hold. right. So let's on that, let's punch some people. Don't call it a comeback. And Milk, I'm looking at you, not because you got one, but because you're going to have to take a punch for the good people of the city of Tampa Bay. Oh. Because I am punching the Tampa Bay Rays fans. Why you guys, I'm sorry. I like the small market. I get it. It's impressive what the team has done, but your fans get a punch this week. for not showing up. That is embarrassing. It's terrible. And they should just move that franchise to Montreal right now. You don't deserve it. The city doesn't deserve it. I get it. The stadium's just shitbox. It's in a bad part of town. Oh, we're always in the playoffs. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Show up for postseason baseball or you get punched in the face by Bison. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't have a response. because no, really I, I do, but I'm not going to go into it. It's a long story and whatever. It was you know it ends? embarrassing. It ends with you getting punched. If they want to win, if they want to win and have fans in the stadium, they should move the Tampa Bay Rays to Tampa. That would make sense. It does seem to make some sense, but all right, you got to punch through two milk. Oh, I think we got to go back to college football, right? Let's do it. Yeah, we do. Okay. So if you didn't watch the Miami, Miami, Georgia Tech game, holy shit. So. Miami is leading Georgia Tech. I think it's 20 to 17. There's about 30 seconds left, 35 seconds left remaining in regulation. Hurricanes have the ball. Uh, it's I think it's third and 10. So third. think about that. It's 30, 10, 34 seconds left. I know they were on the Georgia Tech 30. I mean, what if you're a coach, what do you do? Victory formation. Uh, yellow, let me repeat this. The Yellow Jackets had no timeouts. It's third and 10, 34 seconds left. What do you what play do you call? Victory the, formation. The, like Pope's, the vic, yeah. The kneel, kneel yeah, down. You kneel, kneel the down. fucking ball and run the clock out. No, Miami runs the ball up the middle. What happens? Fumble. Georgia Tech gets the ball back. And um they throw a uh what I don't even know what it was. Forty yards, forty-four yards for touchdown. the first yeah. play. Yeah, like right over the the defender's hands. I mean, unbelievable. Well, the guy was wide open. No, 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 yeah. no. The first throw, it was a perfect throw. Oh, to get him to the point where they could then do what they did for the final. It was play. two. It was two plays, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Two plays, and then it was like a thirty-yard pass or something to win the game. Yeah, I mean, you thought they were gonna have a pass to get into field goal position. They were on like the 45. Right. And then he's rolling right. And then you could see there was a guy that was wide the fuck open. And, you know, just anybody could have caught that ball. Unbelievable. What? It it really is. Um, Is Somebody said it was one of the biggest coaching mistakes at the college level, division one level that they'd ever seen in their lifetime. The, the, The color guy said that whoever was, was doing color on the game said that at the time. Yeah. It, has has there I, been any explanation? Uh he basically just said he fucked up. Like well, that's I mean it, the the offensive coordinator took the blame for it. 
Yeah, but Chris Ball ultimately. But he could no, no, no. He he. Chris Ball could have stopped that. He could have yes. said, "Kneel, kneel the ball." Yeah. He took he took blame for that. But I mean, that's like ruined my Miami was undefeated, looking good. They were going into this showdown with North Carolina this weekend, who's undefeated, who looks good. Uh, and and because of that, their season's basically screwed. It. Oh, he. How does Mario that guy Cristobal, survive? You're getting punched in the face. Awful, well, they he turned the program around, so they, you know, oh, but you yeah, know, he did the same thing in Oregon in 2008. Yeah, he's done this before, <laughs> the exact same thing it's against crazy. Stanford that cost him a win. Just, just kneel, <laughs> just kneel, <laughs> kneel down. I mean, I when I when I saw it, I go, Oh, well, maybe they had timeouts, maybe yeah. they had three timeouts or something, and there was like, No, they had none, no, like, nothing unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Any more punches? I got kind of a milk slap type punch, but we, we kind of talked about this on Sunday, but Formula One needs to be punched for mm. having that race out in the desert. Oh. Jesus, did you you guys saw how how the uh uh drivers were struggling? I mean, what three of them had to be admitted to the uh medical care after after the race was over from the heat? Uh one of them threw up in his helmet. I mean, can you imagine doing that early, uh, fairly early in the race? One guy had to retire. Uh, Sergeant had to retire because he didn't have enough strength to be get around the track. Uh, and then even the uh, in the green room afterwards, uh, when uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Piastri was laid out because he yeah. was about to pass out, and uh, and Lando, you know, was holding on barely of course it didn't phase max i think max is superhuman he's like a he's fucking, a robot he's, he's like a terminator robot. he's like a terminator yeah yeah he's yeah. like we're gonna find that out eventually he's like robocop yeah yeah but you know they shouldn't shouldn't be and and, and, the, and it was at night yeah so just <laughs> you know it was that hot it was at like night. torture yeah yeah i mean alonso came on the radio and said his his uh, seat was his seat on was fire. on fire. Yeah, his, his ass was burning basically, and uh, you know Crofty's like, "Well, he's just going to have to fight through the pain." And I'm like, "That, that probably wasn't part of the uh, you know what they signed up for for Formula One." So yeah, I don't know what they're going to need to do, but they need to they need to take a look at that, and then you know maybe we don't have a race cutter. Yeah, yeah, that that might be a good idea. All right, any more punches? Who's got a lasso? I got one I'll throw out there. We we sort of neglected it last week. Um, But, you know, Kim Eng is the general manager of the of the Miami Marlins. And, you know, we, we failed last week to note that not only is she the first woman to become a GM of any professional sports team, certainly in Major League Baseball. But she did take the Marlins into the postseason. Um, the postseason ended pretty quickly for them with a 2 nothing sweep at the hands of the Phillies. But, um, you know, we, we got to give it to her. She took over the team in 2021 after the Derek Jeter sort of fiasco. Uh, I think Jeter actually hired her. Uh, to come in with him and she stayed there 
And, you know, she was an assistant with the Yankees, an assistant GM with the Yankees, and has three three World Series uh, rings already. But you got to give her credit for coming in and in just uh, three seasons getting the team to the postseason uh, on a, in a franchise that's kind of a little bit always in disarray. They've got a, a ballpark that they can't fill up either, although it was full uh, towards the end of the season as they were making a run into the postseason. They didn't get to play a postseason home game. Uh, but I give her a lasso for a job well done. And I think, um, you know, if the ownership will get behind her, let her keep some of these young players that they've developed, then um, hopefully uh, she's got she'll be the first woman to win a postseason series. But but she gets the lasso uh, for me. I was really hopeful that the Yankees would fire Cashman and hire her since she did have their connection to the team. Yeah. Yeah. Any other lassos? All right, buzzer beaters. <laughs> Who's got a buzzer beater? I do. Milk, your man, uh, Devon, a chain, a chain. Yeah, baby. Has seven touchdowns in his first four games as a rookie. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a record. It's amazing. He's, I never, amazing. I didn't really know about this guy. Yeah, where was he drafted? Year? I drafted him. No, no. Where was he drafted? In the, <laughs> the real draft. <laughs> oh, the real draft. I don't. I don't follow the real draft. You picked, him up, you, you picked him up on the waiver, didn't you? He was number eighty-four. No, 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 no. I drafted eighty-four him. overall. Yep. Out of uh, you know, Again, some GMs might be criticized for missing out again. Yep. 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 All right, Pope. You had a buzzer beater. Uh, a quick one. So uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but Tiger Woods is uh, getting close to coming back to competitive golf. He was out at some Pebble Beach uh, charity tournament or something with his son. And uh, a lot of people said they saw him hitting balls and being pretty serious about it. So there's there's rumors that he's going to come back by the end of the year uh, and start uh, start playing again on the tour. So that would, that would be great. Love to see that. Uh, and the other thing, just as a Postscript to the Ryder Cup, I, I saw where Sergio Garcia is promoting himself as captain for 25, and he wants Tiger to be the captain for the American Ooh. squad. Ooh. The only way Sergio is going to get on that team, he, right? Well, yeah, he picks himself. if he's if he's a captain, he, yeah. he's not a playing captain either. All right, I've uh, got, you got one, Milk. You, go ahead, Milk. No, go ahead. I've got. Really, um, maybe a milk slap instead of a buzzer beater, but um, you, you know how I've my, I've been doing my boomer rant about how young young athletes these days just do not know how to interact like normal human beings and have to do it through social media. The Hornets. Uh, unfortunately, Center, I think that's how normal human beings interact these days. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, well, hey, that, isn't that normal? The Hornets center Kai Jones is away from the team right now and j- announced without talking to anyone on the Hornets that he was requesting a trade hmm. and apparently violating NBA rules about those kind of communications. He's going to get fined for that, but he just thought it was normal human behavior to 
just bypass his employer and announce to social media that he would like for them to trade him. I mean, what the hell? What the hell? Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Okay, I got I got one, a buzzer beater here that we've got to just wrap it up with. Um, but when Sergio Perez crashed out during the sprint, it locked up a third consecutive world championship for Max Verstappen. Red Bull has clinched the constructors. They've clinched the world champion now with Max for his third in a row and uh, sort of an uneventful, anticlimactic sort of way. The irony of Sergio crashing and, and letting Max clinch it is, I don't know, there's, there's probably some story there. Um, but, man, what a what an impressive season for Red Bull and for Max this year. Just complete utter domination. domination. Yep. I mean, utter domination. There was some really good racing yesterday. Was it, There was some really good stuff going on. Uh, unfortunately, it was all about 25 seconds behind Verstappen, who uh, didn't have any trouble. Uh, well, he only won by victory. four and a half seconds. Yeah, at the end, it was four and a half seconds. But, I mean, it was never. You know, after it was only, because of the ti- only because of the tire uh, minimum management. Deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After qualifying, it looked like George Russell might be able to keep up, and then he gets knocked out on the first lap by his teammate. We should yep. probably, on behalf of Russell, slap Lewis. Oh yeah, God. yeah, that well, was bad. That was bad. Wow, that was that, bad that was gets. completely his fault. It was his fault, but like he he said later, he didn't he didn't know that Russell had nowhere to go because I guess Verstappen was next to him, right? So you know, it was one of those things that you're you're your view in those cars is only so good, right? And when when they're three, when you're three racing three wide, you don't necessarily assume you're three wide. So, but it was bad. Anyway, congrats to Red Bull and and Max Verstappen. I don't like him, but what a hell of a season uh, he's had! And I guess there's six more Grand Prix to go. Wow. Yeah, they're coming. Hey, we got to, anything else coming to Austin and Vegas? Yeah. Is that the Anything earliest? Else? Is that the earliest anyone's ever wrapped up the championship? Uh, I don't think it is, but it's pretty darn fast. Yeah, it's pretty soon. So, I just like to end by saying <clears throat> I want the tush push to be banned. Yeah, I don't NFL. like it. I got problems. I'm with done this. with it. And it was very refreshing to not see Taylor Smith Swift this weekend. So I just really appreciated that. What so what is does anybody thought about what how you would defend the tush push against the Eagles? Because the other teams aren't doing it very well, but the Eagles certainly are. Jack Del Rio called it a rugby move. It, I think right. you have to I think you have to have the three interior defensive linemen immediately go down to the ground. Yeah, they so gotta they get they below them. So they can't get driven back. And then the linebackers come in and fill it. And then you have the cornerbacks blitzing from the edge to knock off the guys who are pushing. I think that's what you have to do. They better, somebody better figure it I out. I think, you know what I think you have to do is you have to have a competition committee meeting. You know who will figure it change out? Their... 49ers will figure it out. They're, they're a real team in the NFC. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Well, because you know the road to the Super Bowl goes through where? Bro? San Francisco. Baby. Have a good week, everyone.
The SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay. And he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.